What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, and this is episode 400 on this Hispanic Heritage Month with my two Latin lovers, <laughs> Jeremy Ross Lopez. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. How are you? Really good. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month to Cody Maurice Dorgette. Hello, darling. Happy ha- happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Oh my God, that's so many H's. I didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everyone doing good on this Monday night? The evil. Doing well. Love yes. it. Um, yeah, you know, I'm worried about the hurricane because I have family on the island in Puerto Rico. So well, exactly. That's one of the reasons I also brought it up. So I'm worried about them. My mom is checking up on them. I need to give them a call. I don't have their phone numbers, unfortunately, but I'm I'm going to give them a call and we're going to find out. I hope that everybody's okay. Got so. it. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> our thoughts and our prayers are with all the people with Fiona in the midst of this. Okay. Uh, you know, the Queen's the Queen's actual, Queen Elizabeth II funeral was today, Monday, when we record this. And Mm -hmm. one, and millions of people, or billions of people, they actually said on the news, have been watching it. I did not. It seems like everybody else but me. I mean, I was into when she passed, but my goodness, that's so much coverage. But shout out to our UK for our royalist listeners, because I know there's anti-royalists out there, but to our royalist <laughs> listeners who our thoughts and prayers are with you during this time of mourning of Queen Elizabeth. One gay bathhouse in London prompted much comment over the weekend after announcing its plans to mark the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II. So it's a it's a bathhouse. Today's funeral has been made a public holiday in the UK, and many businesses, as you can imagine, face the decision of whether to open or not to open. Many gyms and grocery stores were closing, even only for four hours while the funeral took place. On the other hand, Pleasure Dome Spa Bar in Waterloo, central London, prides itself on being the only gay venue in the country that stays open 24 hours, 365 days a year. Wow. So how should it mark the funeral of the world's longest serving monarch, you ask? A notice on its website announced that it would pay respects by not showing any films. And by films, you know what we mean, right? <laughs> Porn. <laughs> or no, explain. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll tell you after. Or playing music for four hours. That was typically how long the funeral was going to last. The films, as we can imagine, goes on to say what they were. Instead, management said Pleasure Dome would be screening the funeral. As a mark of respect to Her Late Majesty, no music will be played within the spa and no films will be shown, the notice said. The cinema and the main screen will show live events around Her Late Majesty's funeral throughout the day. Guests at the venue are invited to join us in a toast to His Majesty King Charles III, which I'm sure he would love to hear this, that he's being (laughs) cheers at a... (laughs) drinks both alcoholic and non-alcoholic including champagne will be provided at the cost of the management of pleasure dome spa for the loyal toast wow i mean it's kind of going out of their way the thing is (laughs) 
it was it's a national holiday in the UK today, or was as when the funeral happened. So many people, if they weren't going to see the funeral procession, maybe they were going to go to the pleasure dome. But I mean, what, do you think it was wise of them to stay open and show the funeral, or was it in bad taste? Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. I I don't know how I feel about it. I think it's kind of awkward. Just yeah. maybe because of the setting. Uh, but I do <laughs> I do get like being from there and living there or even visiting there at the same time. Like I understand they're paying their respects, but I don't know. It it, it is kind of like a little bit in poor taste, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cody. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just can't imagine blowing a load to Queen Elizabeth or King Charles, actually. So I am, I'm not with it. I'm just, if you're going to stay open, show the porn. And actually, maybe find some royalty porn to, to play. Oh, there you go. Time. See, there's workarounds for everything, honey, that you can do it any kind of way you want to so <laughs> yeah yeah I, mean, well, I feel like if you're in a sexual place and you put something on that's so not sexual it's kind of like a turnoff but not like with no disrespect it's just like awkward well here's yeah. the thing i'll just be a little bit of devil's advocate jeremy you know the infamous eagle here in new york city mm -hmm. left like the backside of your behind that they would often show things like the Super Bowl every year here, which to many gets almost the same kind of audience here in the States. Not necessarily, you would think, for our gay community, LGBTQ community, but many people like to watch it. And it's a big deal that day. So there, it's some might say, oh, it's not a sports bar, so why are they showing it? They used to show the Academy Awards, too, so... I don't know, I guess, but it's not necessarily a sex club. So it, it might be in poor taste. It also doesn't take into consideration those that might not be royalists. I mean, you know what I mean, Cody? Yeah. Oh, no, I, t I totally agree with you. I think that if you have the option of taking off that day, definitely take it <laughs> off either if you're a royalist or a non-royalist, because... If you're a non-royalist, you get it's a big f u to them to not even pay attention to it. Right? You know what I yeah. mean? So, um, but if as far as your uh, devil's advocate point, I can totally blow a load to Heron, Heron Mirren, <laughs> Helen Mirren. Oh my gosh, I'll be able to talk one day at some point. <laughs> there you go. Okay, okay. You love Helen Mirren. I like it. I mean, she's beautiful. So. Uh, yeah, and there's so many people in the Oscars that I can actually blow a load to. Or a football player. On, uh, a football a player. That was going to be my next point. Exactly. Hello. Have you seen those butts? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm I'm definitely with all of that. But the queen, no thank you, ma'am. Don't, don't put her on any television screen while I'm trying to blow a load. <laughs> in other news, Grindr has a new boss daddy with big ambitions, according to Queerty. George... Arison will assume the role of CEO on the dating app ahead of a plan to take the company public. Interesting. And it'll be the to the tune of 2.1 billion valuation range. Uh, Arison is gay, which is kind of nice, and will be one of the few gay men leading a public company. 
NBC reports Arison led a taxi hailing app before starting his own company nearly a decade ago and has been on Grindr's board of directors since May. And, you know, I was remembering some of the older stories that we had talked about, about Grindr and who owned it. Um, it was a Chinese gaming company that owned it, giant oh, wow. Beijing Kanlan. They agreed to own the company or own the company uh, for several years, but they had 98% stake in Grindr of an American company. And that's when it was being questioned whether they were selling some of the user's information. Mm -hmm. So now Chinese was going to own some of it. So I guess the good news in all this is a, it's back in American hands. It has been, but now it's mm -hmm. back in American hands. I don't know about going public. Cause once you go public, everything, well, it's made public and you can see everything. They don't have the best reputation, but I like that it's a gay owner that is owning it. And so maybe he will kind of crack down on some of the things that we don't like about Grindr. There's a lot yeah. of profiles on there. People were saying in the comment section of this that are spammers and they're fake dating apps. There's a lot of people that get on there that just say, hey, and then you never hear from them again. <laughs> um, I deleted mine because I'm not a fan <laughs> of it at all. And I like a, some other sites like Sniffies, which is not really an app, but it's just kind of in the moment if I'm going to use that. Cody, you met your boyfriend on Grindr. So one of the comments on this story said they called it a dating app. That's questionable, but they did put it in quotes. However, you actually met your boyfriend. I know I have the You've got a good one hundred percent the romantical gay love story <laughs> from Grinder. So I would, if they want to contact me to be a what a spokesperson, then I'm available. So <laughs> did you delete it though? Since you, I have yes, it's okay. Deleted, it did yeah. its job, and do you even care about this story now? <laughs> I mean, it's going public, so if I can't be you on Grinder, so I might, I might as well buy yeah. some stuff. Exactly. Absolutely. Writer is going places. So you should buy in early, <laughs> Cody. Yeah, I definitely am. I'm gonna save up these coins, honey. <laughs> we should all go in because yeah, maybe. I'm telling Jeremy, you. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? Do you even use the app anymore? Do you care that there's a new gay owner? Does it matter to you? I do, but I don't really use it that often. And I also haven't really met up with anybody from it. So I mean, it's interesting news because it's taken over, but Yeah. We'll see what how he handles the company, I think, from here on out. Because, I'm sure it'll be a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see. I'm just interested in seeing what their stock, in price, when they do go public, you know, maybe this will be one of the first stocks that I buy ever. Because <laughs> I don't know. I have oh. never been interested in the market ever. <laughs> That's probably why. But maybe I will now. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully we won't get broke off of it. <laughs> we'll buy small. We'll go no. in small. Exactly. And Grindr's been around so long. Yeah, right. It has a good track record. It takes a lot to go public. Exactly. So good luck to them. All right. 50 Cent, who I'm not a fan of at all, but he's making the news right now because he's suing a plastic surgeon for implying that he had a penile enlargement. So essentially, 50 Cent said um, that he took a photo with a surgeon who he thought was a fan of his. She runs an office for Perfect 
plastic surgery and med spa. And his claim is they've been circulating. He took this back in 2020 and his effect, his gripe and why he is suing essentially is that they keep circulating this photo in business practices as if to say, you know, if 50 cent endorses this business, then you should use our services as well. But one of the things they do is (laughs) penile enlargement and 50 cent wants to definitely say, I did not get one. (laughs) I'm okay in that department (laughs) and quit using me to promote your business. I thought I was taking this with this doctor because she was a fan and clearly it keeps circulating. Now I am not a fan of 50 cent at all for many reasons. I won't even go into it, but uh, this I don't like when people do this. And on a smaller level, I can remember back in the day when I innocently or naively, I should probably say, took pictures with a photographer at, in San Francisco in my early 20s. You see where this is going. And later on found my photo 10, 15 years later being used to promote clubs. Now, obviously, this is on a smaller level. But even the Mm -hmm. photographer was mad at this because the photos were intended for his books only, which ultimately got published in his calendar and his coffee table book. But to be used in a small club throughout, you know, in Iowa and other parts of the country, no, not cool. And (laughs) I didn't like that. Do you guys have... Do you feel for 50 Cent or are you here for this or does he get what he deserves for taking this picture and it's out of his hands, Jeremy? I just think if he didn't get it, then who cares and just like go on with your life. He probably has a huge dick anyways. And I mean, it's really not that serious. I mean, and the thing, yeah, I mean, in more interesting news, Zach Efron's face looks brand new. If anybody's seen oh, wow. that, <laughs> he looks like a new human and, being. And you, you remember the claim that he said what his at the time he was had some he didn't have any procedures according to him. Zach what? Efron said, "Girl, I honestly, no. I'm like, there's no way that he didn't. It literally looks like a new, like a mask almost." He looks like handsome Squidward now. <laughs> Do you know who that is? No. You know that yes. is? I have to send it to you. You know it is yes. Jeremy, right? Yes, he definitely gives me handsome Squidward vibes. But back to this. But, to okay, but, but back to this story, Cody. What do you think? Does he have a case on this? Or is he just inserting himself like he always does unnecessarily? So I think that at first I was going to say that 50 Cent should be happy that we're talking about him at all. But the more that you unveiled what the story was about, then I I got a little bit upset because they're using his likeness in in a way that's not necessarily representative of its false advertising, basically. So I think that that part kind of angered me, and I think that he has a right to be upset about that. So I do think false advertising is bad, and they shouldn't use his likeness for that. Yeah, I mean, I was at a bear, an urban bear festival yesterday here in New York City yesterday, and there was a really cool, he reminded me of Eminem. I'm going to try and get him on the show 
he talked all about one of his songs is called come i want more come 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 i want more come and and all the i mean it was actually really hot and i loved his raps i think he has something really unique going on there but at the end of his show i went up to him and i asked him for i didn't ask for a picture i would have but i i'm gonna post his video but in the in the with the idea to get him on the show so that it will continue to promote him so I think that that's okay, but I think if you're using somebody for your business and they didn't use your services, it's misleading. And if you do yeah. it, do it once, but clearly this doctor keeps doing it. And I think, no, you can't keep doing that. And you are going to be served papers on some level. So anyways, that's my yeah. take on that. Well, a truck somewhere in Oklahoma Apparently, there's going to be a lot of sexually frustrated people right now because earlier this week, a semi-truck hauling sex toys and lube overturned on an Oklahoma highway, (laughs) as they wrote in this article, shooting its giant load all over the place. And it's (laughs) literally a (laughs) semi-truck on its side, debris all over the place. It really threw local newscasters for off their game because when the in-home studio asked them, well, what was in the truck? Many of the newscasters fumbled as to what to say. Many of them pointed to their cameraman and said, well, we can't really say, but maybe you can tell when closer look, it was revealed that it was a lot of dildos and why wouldn't you just say like toiletries (laughs) or something? I mean, or adult toys. How about adult adult toys, toys, people? Yeah. Are we that suppressed? We're not 12. We're not five years old. We can't just say that it was adult toys. You don't have to say dildos and lube, but the kids aren't watching the news unless it's for homework. So they should be in bed by 11 o'clock. You can say adult toys. I think, though, the biggest thing is so many, as the story started, so many sexually frustrated people are now not going to get their toys anytime soon or their lube. So, yeah. I'll be pissed. Girl. Yeah. Better not be an Amazon <laughs> truck because I have some lube on the way. So, yeah. <laughs> And this is a whole new meaning for slippery when wet. So I it, <laughs> right, they're gonna they made up extra that extra time to clean up on aisle fourteen on the highway. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Okay, well, it. the CDC has new rates that says that STD rates shot up in twenty twenty one. Syphilis rates, in particular, jumped twenty six percent last year, and that's the biggest annual increase since the Truman administration amid a broader rise in sexually transmitted infections that worsened considerably during the covid pandemic preliminary data from the cdc released this month shows the steep escalation of an alarming trend and comes as local health departments are still battling covid and contending with an unprecedented monkeypox outbreak so The thing to take away from this is STI rates are on the increase, but particularly syphilis, which is kind of scary. Oh, no. And in other related news, there is a quote from one of the longest-running doctors, Dr. Marcus Conant, who worked for, has been working since the 80s on an HIV cure. He's quoted as saying, gay men are the cannery in the coal mine, 
we're the first to see what's to come of future pandemic as he warns doctors seeking um, as he warns of an HIV cure. So what he's essentially saying is because of his experience with HIV, Conant said he felt a sense of deja vu when he heard of this year's monkeypox outbreak as cases have now exceeded 23,000 and the majority of them are gay men. He says that the world must be better prepared for such outbreaks. The first thing you see in any epidemic is denial. It can't happen to us. And the second thing you always see is someone to blame. And that's exactly what we saw with HIV and AIDS. What we're also seeing with monkeypox, oh, those gays, if they weren't so promiscuous, then the disease would never have happened. No, he affirms, the disease was going to happen. It just happened in a special group. Well, he goes on in this article, which is really good, that I'll post on tagspodcast.com. But he says, gay men have more opportunities to travel far more frequently than their straight brothers mm-hmm. who are raising children and staying at home and don't have the luxury of being able to pick up any time they want to go somewhere in the world. So, you know, one of the things that when I told you guys I was at this Urban Bear Festival here in New York City was the Callum Lord Table, which is the free clinic here in New York City, that often when I've gone to my own doctors, as opposed to the free clinic, to ask for, say, the meningitis vaccination because i've heard in various circles that that's a problem with within our community again and i know it only lasts about five or about five years and i know the last time i got it was five years ago so i would want to get an updated vaccination they are showing up at various festivals to give meningitis vaccinations monkeypox vaccinations and so on and so forth so i love that i guess my point is is that places like when your own doctor is kind of not on the same our lgbtq sexuality sometimes you have we say this a lot you have to be your own health advocate definitely really be on top of that this stuff so whether it's you know listening to our loud asses over here getting, <laughs> there's plenty of on the but obviously consulting with a medical professional for what's right for you and looking at your own sexual practices too because everyone's and it changes too cody what are your thoughts on this yeah i totally agree with you i think that as I said it on the last show that we were on marginalized individuals. We need to really take our own health into consideration because nobody is is really looking out for us and our health. So we need to make sure that we're doing what we can to actually make sure that we are okay and that we're doing the things no matter what situation you're you're in. Monkeypox is around. COVID is around. None of that stuff should matter. I'm in a monogamous relationship. I'm telling you, I'm going to be able to talk before (laughs) the show ends today. Um, I'm in a monogamous relationship. I still get tested for STDs every six months because you never know what can happen out there in this world. So make sure that you're doing what you need to do for yourself in order to be safe and take care of yourself. Yeah, it's an interesting commentary on our community at large. You would think by now, I mean, this Dr. Conant is talking about ending, finding an actual cure at some point using gene therapy for HIV at some point. But you would think we'd come so far, and we have since the HIV epidemic, but it's 
with this other news that he's bringing to our hemisphere that we really have to, that there may always be something new coming down the pipeline and that the, our community is going to be the first ones hit Mm -hmm. that we really are going to have to be paying attention. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on Um, in an interesting um, sort of related to this, there's a brand new book coming out called In Cruising, an intimate history of a radical pastime by Alex Espinoza, who argues that the origins of the practice of cruising trace back to ancient Greece, that cruising in England um, was documented in 1698 when the first recorded instance of entrapment involved a gay man lured to a private room in a London tavern. Cruising was once one of the only ways for gay men to meet other men for sex, but in the age of hookup apps, it seemed to have lost its relevance or become a pastime of only those with public or outdoor sex fetishes. But it's showing <laughs> with things. Yeah. Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly. Um, I think he argues in this article, I will post this because it's a lengthy one and I want people to really, I'm just giving you a tidbit of this. He goes on to say because of the pandemic and because so many people have just been tra- and feeling trapped that people kind of want to get out and about more. So it's interesting with just the last two stories that cruising and public sex may be a kink or taboo, but people are kind of finding it more interesting again and wanting to explore it. I know you, Jeremy, You have you ever been really into cruising at all? I, I definitely like it better in porn than actual real life. <laughs> uh, I think part of... You're a voyeur then. When I worked in the scene, I think I saw so much of it that it kind of turned me off in person. And I was always just like kind of felt like I was being watched either by staff or like the owners and stuff like that. And it was like very personal for me. So I felt like watching it on Twitter was a safer place for me to like indulge in that. And Mm -hmm. I have been in situations where I've been fine and comfortable with it that are not at somewhere that I've worked before, but it's, I definitely would rather watch than join in. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of it in particular. I was just at the New York Eagle here and kind of getting back into the mix. I went into the second floor with those of you that know is more the cruising zone. And I had a little bit of fun for a minute. But back to the last story, if we're really kind of tying all this together, I'm going to be more on top of my health game. And that's why I did run to that Callum Lord free clinic table the next day, just because I think I'm going to have to be checking since I do want to get back into some of this stuff. I have my second monkeypox vaccination hasn't been two weeks, but I'm making my decisions for my sexuality. That's right. And I am doing it my way and I'm not, but I am not going to be a hermit. Nope. Not now, uh, but I'm going to be uh, that much more on guard and probably getting tested a little bit more often than not. Cody, what are your thoughts on this? I totally agree with you guys. I am a huge proponent of 
cruising. And I think that with the rise of the apps, it's kind of waned a little bit. I used to go to truck stops to cruise. Oh, wow. <laughs> old school in it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. How old was I? I was like 20 years old in trucks. Oh, my God. That's kind of hot. It, it was pretty hot for the looking back on it. I feel like the guys weren't really that hot at the truck stop. <laughs> Maybe a little dirty, if you know what I mean. In the, not the good kind of dirty. I mean, what was oh the last goodness. shower they had? Wow. <laughs> On, but uh, on Highway 65. Oh, my gosh. Not really. Okay. On like, Highway 69, I meant. Sorry. <laughs> it was in Virginia. So, I mean, it, it, it was rough and tumble. It was cute. I enjoyed it. So, um, yeah. But I think that it it fell out of fashion as soon as the apps came up. And it was... It, it, that's has its place, but I always really, really enjoyed going to a, a safe space and cruising guys that were there to actually do the same thing that I was. So, but now me and my boyfriend, I'm going to, I'm going to suggest to him that we go out and cruise each other and pretend like we don't know each other. And that, <laughs> that's a hot and sexy way to have fun with your boyfriend. I love it. Gay guys recently have named guys most attractive, get this, non-physical attributes. And I want to know what yours are. A mid-2010 study found that gay men are partial to eyes, chest, abs, and butts. And that despite what you might see in adult <laughs> entertainment, only, get this, 36% of gay men prefer muscular bodies. Well, damn it. What am What's I in the gym? Why am I in the gym all the time? <laughs> but this is actually true because, honestly, the people I'm attracted to are not always muscular types at all. But what do gay men find sexy once they get past the looks, you might ask? Well, there was a recent Reddit thread on Ask Gay Bros, and they asked the most attractive thing about guys that isn't physical. And for that particular pollster, the answer is when a guy is kind of geeky and likes things most others don't. That's one of them. And oh I God, like I that one. Cody, you would fall into this. <laughs> you know, I thought of you immediately on this yeah. one, Cody, because you are a true, you're many things. You're a singer, life coach and all that, but you love comic oh books. Oh my God, I love comic And to me, I'm I nerd. would be attracted to somebody that would have this, I'm not into it, although you could probably pique my interest if you were. As opposed to that, I once dated a guy for a minute and I really worked hard to get this guy because he had a 10 inch dick and I was destined to go on this date. Well, <laughs> hey. what I found out was he was a pothead, which probably isn't a bad thing because I kind of like pot a little bit more today than I did then. Yeah. But he was a video gamer and we went to his house and he smoked pot and he wanted to just play games all day. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh no. To me, that's an individual secular close the world out moment that you can't really share with somebody and it's not that I, I think I would run away from that not the comic book geeky thing because comics only come out one time a week so <laughs> okay so once a week we got to go through your shit but I can handle that I think that would be cute what's some other things so I'm just going to read you a couple and then I want to hear from you what some of the things that are non-physical that you are attracted to so somebody wrote empathy somebody wrote things like returning messages a lot of people wrote Things like 
being funny. And that would be one of the things if do you have a sense of humor? Because I do think sometimes this is just a huge generalization that a lot of guys can be super serious. And one of the things that popped up a lot was humor as well as being the ability to be kind of a, like a little kid, childish at times, not a not immature, but yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me just before I put this in the to the universe. Clarify, girl. Yeah. <laughs> just a fun childlike state and <laughs> lo- I think is really important. What are some of your non-physical attributes, Jeremy, that you look for in a guy? I was totally gonna say sense of humor for sure. That's <laughs> yeah. on like the top of my list because I am so silly and giddy, if you know me. Yes, I've hung out with you. Sometimes I can just get hysterical and not stop. (laughs) Right. So that's definitely one of them. I also really love a good listener. Like, that turns me on so much when you are, like, intellectual and you can carry a conversation and actually, like, look someone in the eyes and listen to what they're saying. That turns me on in, like, a significant other or someone that you're into. Well, somebody wrote eye contact on And I feel like nowadays it's not very common to catch people's attention for like a long span of time or even like just telling a story or like being on a date without them touching their phone or being on their phone or checking a text message or I don't know, just getting distracted. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's like a no brainer. I'm going to have to agree with you 100% just because I I would also say on top of that, some of the qualities that you find in some of your very close friendships are some of the same things that I would look for Definitely. in my romantic relationships. It's just 100%. going to be ever, all of that, but now the layer of romance on top of that, mm-hmm. or we want to fuck, but, <laughs> but essentially <laughs> that's that com- dick. because I was, yeah, I was reminded with my longtime college buddy, we were roommates and we were, we were recounting the time, the very first time, not that we met because we met, but when we went to New York for the first time in 1994, and I said, I could say, Francisco, do you know that our first time in New York was 28 years ago? Wow. I said, I'm, going out second third date now with this guy and he's 26 so i mean he's not even he's been around as long as we've been to new york but we've known each other longer and one of the things that i noticed about our friendship and many of my close friendships like with you two as well is that there's always a lot of giggling mm-hmm. laughing at life's absurdities yeah inside jokes silliness not afraid to just say speak our mind and we can talk about everything that's going on in the world as well too so we're not just and when we are in each other's company the phone is down and we're present definitely that's right cody what are your thoughts on this on what was it about aside from thinking that joe your boyfriend was really hot and that you were totally attracted to many sexual attributes what were some of the gay trifecta okay what were some of the (laughs) the the non-physical attributes that turned you on by him you mean other than his wonderful chest and abs and butt? Yeah, you said that. Okay, okay, all right. Sorry, I I got I get stuck a little bit sometimes. Okay, all right. Like a broken record, <laughs> like your internet connection. <laughs> it's my port. My port is broken. I'm so sorry, guys. Like um, your speech. 
one <laughs> is I don't know if we're going to solve that anytime today. So, but yeah, the thing that I that really attracted to me, me to him was his drive and his creativity. Those two things really, really, besides all the things that you guys mentioned already, his, he has a great sense of humor sometimes. Um, <laughs> and he's he's always present with me when we're together. And we just have a, we get on like a, a barn fire. So it's so great. So, yeah. I love that. You know what I would like to is like, I feel like another one is definitely positivity. I yes. cannot stand now. Like pessimistic personality or the glass half empty. I just like have no time for it, which I know is very opinionated to say, but it's just like, with all the shit that goes on in life and in the world and everything, I really love like a positive energy and good vibes, like at all times or for most of the time. And I get that there are lows and lulls that you have, but being around someone that has good energy really makes like a world of difference too. Well, without the drama, because there's so much drama, particularly lately or in the last several years that you want like a safe space. And yes, half glass full is what we're looking for. One of the things you always say is it's not that important, Jeremy. You always say that. And I love mm-hmm. that. Jeremy, you need your... to talk to my boyfriend. <laughs> it's not that important, meaning pick your battles. It's yeah. And don't make everything a crisis because, you know, one of the things that we talked about on last episode on Mercury and retrograde, which by the way, we're still in until October 2nd is don't freak out Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you can't freak out during these times i love that we want to hear from you too so you what are some of the non-physical attributes that you're looking for feel free to email us you can find it at tagspodcast.com or dm us at tagspodcast and i really want to get to this as our final topic it just really caught my attention i really want your takes on this the article started as a thread on reddit the article title is the gay scene has a toxic masculinity problem Mm, i don't like this i'm so quote i'm so tired of all this political correct correctness pete says we are here at the eagle in new york city okay why do they have to (laughs) why do quote why do they have to come here can't we have one place that is just for us They are a group of young guys, early 20s, dressed in bright colors, one carrying a purse and wearing high heels, dressed in a leather Tama Finland style hat, carrying a leather paddle and another in a skirt and a little... Sounds fabulous to me. I was going to say that they're in the costume, honey. Quotes, (laughs) they're making a mockery out of the leather scene out of being a man. Oh, here we go. Oh, Oh, God. God. They're just having fun. Chris says it's no big deal. Right, because you'd hook up with one of them, question mark? Oh, bitch. Quote, I don't know. The one in the harness is pretty hot. That was one actual back and forth scene. And a lot of people are having this viewpoint. A lot of people chimed in on how... I've heard this just going to this particular bar here in New York City, which traditionally long-standing was a bdsm leather bar back in the day and in fact i think i had this conversation just the other day with my friend on saturday night when i was at the eagle saying that 
you know, and I saw some women coming with some friends and they were really hip chicks, not that it mattered, but they were having, the Eagle now has a dance floor and it's expanded what the, uh, the space is. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I love that women are here and they weren't, not that there needs to be a certain type of woman that checks the box for me to be okay with it or not, but they were just having a good time okay. amongst all of us. I have never got this argument, like, can we just have a space for ourselves? It's so antiquated, that argument. And I think people need to move into the current 21st century that we are currently in and get over it. What are your thoughts, Jeremy, on this? So for me, I I just don't think of myself as better than anyone else. So I believe that everyone is welcome to a safe, safe, fun shared space with people if you want it to be so cut and dry the type of people that you're surrounded with then throw a private party yep and get a grip right and to your point we threw together co-hosted a party here that we had one image of it it was a mask well one point it was a mask it evolved i guess is our point we wanted it to be a bdsm leather inspired christmas party and we just kept evolving. And we had one friend at one point that did not want us, I'm not going to name names. He did not (laughs) want us to kind of have that many females. And I said, no, absolutely not. And it grew throughout the years, Mm -hmm. but it was also a private party. So we could have done whatever we want. But I think you and I were always on the same page of no, the party should evolve as we're evolving and represent all types of people. I wouldn't. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Cody? I completely agree with you guys. It takes a lot of balls to walk as a as a male presenting person to walk down the street in a skirt like that. You're um, you are opening yourself up to a lot of criticism, and I think that you they deserve safe spaces as much as anybody in this world does. And hello, skirts are easy access. So you need to learn about that. And also And by the way, just to interrupt you and I want to hear the rest of your point, so don't forget it, but if have you not watched the red carpet lately? Brad Pitt was on the red carpet promoting his latest film in a skirt. So it has now we gender norms and everything has just which is beautiful enveloped everybody everyone's gotten the memo and if you are going to be a a lgbtq person and share the acronym then you can share the space by the way these people sounded like they got the memo because they were in leather attire exactly so i don't see the purpose of you trying of you trying anyone trying to exclude anyone as far as our safe spaces are concerned. You you are a part of a community and it's a community where we should all embrace one another. Nobody, like Jeremy said, nobody is better than anyone as far as our community is concerned. So if they're not for you, then you don't necessarily have to hook up with them and throw your own party if you don't, if, like he said, if you think that you are not okay with them, those type of people being in your space. And don't invite us to that party. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And and one final thought on that that I just thought of, once again, going to the Urban Bear Festival over the weekend, I noticed that, you know, I am 
the last thing that in the bear community would consider a bear at all because I can't grow a lick of hair at all on my body, but <laughs> it's the most welcoming community ever. And it didn't matter that I didn't, I mean, I have the teeniest mustache on me, and, but it's just so welcoming. And I think because for many- You can of have the, some of mine, honey. You can okay. have some of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyways, all right, moving on. And lastly, this story I had to do for Jeremy, Gay Christmas, okay, I'm talking Halloween, <laughs> is coming up. The spooky queer entertainment is coming up, and everyone's looking forward to so many films this Halloween. Jeremy, are you looking forward to Hocus Pocus 2? Of course I am. <laughs> My, yeah, Hocus Pocus 2. So you know what? I'm actually looking forward to there. It looks like there's... So Wednesday from uh, the Adams Family, they're coming yes, out I was with say a that series too, but go that ahead. looks amazing. Yep. And then also Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, oh. Netflix, that's coming what? out. Oh my two God. Days. Two real girls. Two days. No, I'm watching wait. that with you, Jeremy. I mean, we'll just go back and forth on that for sure. Yes. And then uh, Hocus Pocus is at the end of the month. So I'm excited about all three of those. I'm already ordered my Halloween costume, and I cannot wait. There's a lot of movies. Yes, as you said, uh, Wednesday Adams, um, the Adams family is coming out. But also, I love Guillermo del Toro, the director, and he has a film called Cabinets. Cabinet of Curiosities, which looks oh, so... I saw that. That looks really cool too. <laughs> yes, I know. And that's, that's the end of next month. Yes, right. So we're getting towards those. And lastly, Jeremy, have you thought about a costume? Because your costumes have been legendary as long as I've known. I have. You. So I watched Coco, and I've been inspired. That's all oh. I'll say. Oh my god, I love that's gonna that. Be yes. I already know. Okay, Latin <laughs> Heritage Month. <laughs> Cody, are you? I am not, so I'm just going to bow out right now. I'll be home buried under my blankets. But <laughs> Cody, any thoughts on Halloween and what you're looking forward to? I am looking forward to Hocus Pocus 2. Lady Bunny posted that uh, Hocus Pocus 1 wasn't that good, and I almost unfollowed that bitch. Oh, uh, yeah, right. a little, like, <laughs> outspoken lately. When isn't she outspoken? I know, but I'm not agreeing Girl, with many of, of the these, things please. she's been, yeah. She does a lot for shock value, though. So I, she that's, does. I took it into account, and I took it in stride, and I said, okay, all right, you're, you're funny most of the time, Miss Honey, but that it attacked me in my soul, so I was uh, one, ready to fight. But, yeah, I'm going to dress up. This year too. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm gonna do something comic book inspired, definitely, and I'm gonna try and get Joe so we have like a my boyfriend to have a matchy matchy like costume for oh, us, fun. a couple's costume. All right, we'll look out for that as we get closer. You can always follow my co-host. Follow Jeremy on Instagram at jrosslopez. Follow Cody at KMD Coaching for life coaching, or at Mr. Maurice. And definitely follow us at Tags Podcast on all social media platforms across the board. Thanks, guys. So much Thank to talk you. about. Always. Yeah, in the meantime, continue having hot gay, gay sex. sex.